Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Ah, welcome to the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie, and it's Happy New Year. It's Tuesday, January the 3rd, 2023, and welcome to this New Year, guys. I uh, really appreciate you all being here with me, if they're off. Uh, so, with that being said, um, so before we dive into this cowboy stuff, let's get a little serious real quick. Uh, DeMar Hamlin suffered a freak accident on the field last night. Um, you know, there's no words. There's, there's no words you can say. The only thing you can do is just pray. And, um, you know, right now we, I'm trying to look through the phone and try to get updates. He's in critical condition. Uh, he had a cardiac arrest, basically a heart attack on the field. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's keep him in prayer. And I do want to say this. Um, there's two things that were on my mind last night. Number one, the NFL should really care about its players. Okay? Here's why. Players go out there and make a sacrifices every Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, whatever it may be. Um, they do it for the families. They do it for us. They do it for the team. They do it for sponsors, whatever it may be. Um, so, with that being said, with all that sacrifices the players have to make every game, you're talking about going out there for 60 minutes and playing your ass off. And the NFL says, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, upgrade our services. We're gonna go digital. Like, when, when will it be about the players? My, 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 like, every, every, every offseason, there's a player retiring because of lack of interest. They're not taken care of. Um, I always vision when the player retires, I always say, okay, I always fear the worst. Then they, then I get, I get asked, why do you fear the worst? It's just retiring. Well, because you never know what will happen. You know, you know, somebody might get into an accident. Somebody, God forbid that doesn't happen, but the NFL should really invest in those players. And after last night, you really should definitely invest in your players long term, whether it's they're playing or in retirement. Now, this this guy Demar may never play again. Who knows? But we do wish um, a safe and speedy recovery. Um, and they talked about privacy, and there's no there's nothing private about this anymore. Like, we got to stop saying privacy because you know why? Because people keep posting the video over and over and over and over again, telling people, look at this, look at that. His family or the team does not want to see that at all. Stop posting that crap. As a matter of fact, you should never post any, any injuries of that magnitude. Because that, that's, that, that, you're talking about somebody that could have lost their life on that field and you're posting that crap. Like, stop that shit. Move on, man. My second thing is Skip Bayless needs to be canceled forever, man. That dude needs to go. How can you worry about the game? Did somebody worry, uh, that somebody pass it on the field? 
And then on, on TV this morning, you gave up fake sympathies. You are fake, my man. Matter of fact, you're not my man. You are fake. You're a fake loser. You're a fake fan. You're a fake everything. And I can say that. That's why Shannon didn't come on, come on the show this morning. Because you're going to say some of the stupidest things out there. That somebody said that, that, that can back you up. Nobody has your interests. I never had your interests. Never. When you talked about Dak, Dak Prescott, when he was going through his suicide thoughts, well, he, his brother had a suicide. You made, you told him, suck it up, get it back on the field. You can't tell people that. You have no heart whatsoever. And, and, and you guys in Fox Sports that you keep paying this man $8 million, $9 million, to say that crap on Twitter. To say whatever he wants. But yet, it's like you, you don't take care of, 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 of the players on the field. But you take care of the one that, 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 that says a lot of bull crap. Skip needs to be canceled forever. Forever, forever, ever, so that we don't see his face, we don't hear his tweets. Suspend his Twitter account. Suspend every social media that that's given to him. After last night. But now, um, so we're gonna talk about the Cowboys game in a second. But I do wanna, uh, I do wanna welcome Gabe in here. Uh, Gabe, What's welcome, sir. Happy doing? New Year. Happy New well. Year, Happy New Year. How you doing? doing? I'm doing I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Um, after last night, um, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I'm hearing from both sides, um, you know, about the situation. Um, you know, it, it was it was very heartbreaking, and I don't I don't have the words for it. Yeah. I just want to know what your take on is is on it first, and then um, should there be should they resume the game? But I want your take on it first. Thank you. Um. This was one of the hardest things I've ever watched. And I've watched a lot of football over the course of my life. Like, it's been my favorite sport since I was a kid. Right. Um, and I've seen a lot of hard hits. I've seen a lot of yes. stuff that made sense given the context of the game. Right. This was something that didn't make any sense. Right. Um, it looked like a routine tackle. Yes. He got up, mm-hmm. took a step, and immediately mm-hmm. fell to the ground. Like, right. I've never seen that before. Right. Um and then looking in the eyes of those players, Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs and yes. Shadarius White and all of right. those guys out yep. there, um, it really kind of hit home for me in a different way, man. Like, yeah. I think we don't know where this stemmed from. Mm-hmm. They do say it was a heart attack um, right. that he had on the field. I don't know exactly where it stemmed from. Right. Um, Only 24 years old. It's, no, it's not enough information for me to really talk about right. what's really going on here. Um, right. But I just feel for his family. Right. Um, his mother was in the stands. Yes. Um, just things like that. To me, I can't even. I can't even put myself in the shoes of that parent. Right. I can't even put myself in the right. shoes of his family members watching this on TV. Like, yeah. that's a difficult thing to where like you mm-hmm. feel helpless in yeah. front of the world. Right. Um, and so again, I'm. I've been praying all day, all night. Yes. Same here. <laughs> It's just it's very 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 difficult situation. Right. I'm actually very angry at the NFL for how long it took them to postpone that game. Right, it took them. Um, yeah, it, it, it they it went took to nine different like, commercial breaks. God damn! And 
he was still laying on that field, and you talking about, oh yeah, we're going, we're still trying to make a decision because it's got to come from New York. Okay, that's a decision that should have been made very, very quickly once you right. saw that he wasn't getting off of that field. Right. That, that's what I talk um, about. That's what I talk about. The NFL does not care about its players, and so I think the value system of the NFL has to be bigger than money. Mm-hmm. You like Every this is year. a violent sport, right? You you're profiting off of violence. Yeah. At the end of the day, sure. we love it. It's entertainment at its finest, but mm-hmm. it's violence at right. the end of the day, and they're profiting off of it. Yeah, that's what. And it so is. you, if you're gonna, <clears throat> if you're gonna profit off of it, everybody knows nobody's a victim when it comes to playing the sport because right. everybody knows what comes with the sport. But right. at the same time, mm-hmm. you have to care more about the people right. than they care about themselves. That's why exactly. I do respect some of these coaches out here. Right. Um, the Herm Edwards of the world who yes. sold Trent Green in 2000, what, 2006? 2005. 2005. 2005, 2006. I, I remember yeah. that. I remember, I remember that, that vividly because yeah. he was like, no, you're not getting them back on that field. Right. And so it takes those types mm-hmm. to really make a difference in this league because right. it's a violent sport. And it mm-hmm. comes, we come with the mentality when you play the sport mm-hmm. that, oh, I'm supposed to suppress any pain, any right. feelings, anything like that. Mm-hmm. To see all of those grown men crying on the field. It's tough. It, it puts a lot of things in perspective. It does. We don't know the details of his specific situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just know that. It's got to be more – players and people have to be more important. And that goes for not just the NFL, the entire world. Exactly. Um, exactly. People have to be the most important thing. You have to care about people. You have to. I've seen yeah. entirely too many people lose their lives on social media. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, <clears throat> it's one of the biggest things. Um, now, my, my anger is the people – my anger is the the people that keep posting that, mm-hmm. that keep posting it on their social media. They share it to other places, and like that. And I just remember, and I just remember, um, you know, you know, I love basketball. Yeah, and you know, I love football too. But basketball, right? When whenever I, I and I seen Gordon Hayward break his leg, his whole entire leg twisted, and that was in twenty seventeen. They showed that and immediately went dark. So, um, was, was that being forward? Um, the NBA did, the NBA did go to commercial and all, they did all those things. I, I want things to, ch- I want this to change. I want players to get checked out, not ment, well, mentally, mm-hmm. physically before the game. And I know we played sports in the past every year when you, especially in high school, mm-hmm. in high school, they tell you, tell you to go get a physical, any sport you play mm-hmm. and see if you're all right and in your heart, um, uh, anything in this, inside of your body is okay. I want that on a game by game basis. Yeah. For every, for every, for every sport, especially the, the uh, football, because you're talking about, you're starting young up until now. Mm-hmm. You just never know what will happen. You'll be all right before the game. Then, then as the game go, as the momentum and everything goes on, mm-hmm. something may happen. And Demar was okay. He was okay. He he actually came in. He filled in for uh, the the safety. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Michael Hyde got hurt in week two, and then somebody else got hurt during the game. Mm-hmm. He was the other. He was the other guy. And he's been a starter for the last twelve weeks, fourteen weeks. Yes, like that. I think so. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I want the NFL to implement a, a, a physical test before yeah. the game, before you play this game. And it's hard for me to say that only because I don't know what they already administer. Right. Um, they can't get I, the concussions right. You're struggling with the concussions. I think. That's something that's going to take time, though, yeah. because we're so used to just letting players play. Yes. Um, and with it being such a violent sport, you do have to create some sort of parameters for how that – In, I am a purist when it comes to football, right? Yeah. So it's been difficult to watch a lot of these penalties yeah. and a lot of this, a lot of this stuff that's been going on. It is. Um, but I think it is necessary in order for this sport to continue to grow right. because – Players are only getting bigger, faster, and stronger. And if you yeah. continuously let them collide at that rate, mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse. Um, so you do have exactly. to kind of control it. And I do think – and this is a separate topic from um, from young man who just uh, had the situation. But mm-hmm. I really – I don't know what they already administer when it comes to physicals. I feel like they do – do a lot of different things mm-hmm. prior to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know medically mm-hmm. what that looks like, so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say that. But mm-hmm. okay. um, I, know I don't because I don't because I don't really want to put the onus on the medical staffs in mm-hmm. this situation because this is something that nobody expected. He was cleared to play; right. everything was good. Mm-hmm. He'd been playing for the last twelve, fourteen weeks. Yes. So at the end of the day, we don't know. There's <laughs> so much yeah. that we don't know. Exactly. And that's the part where I really want to – I just want to focus on the part that, like, his family is not going to be the same. His players are not going to be the same. No, they're not. No, they're um, not. And, 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 it's, you know, it's a level of PTSD that comes from stuff right. like this even moving forward. Yeah. Um, I don't know how – because, you know, you got to understand that, well, besides the game, which I'm going to talk about in a second, but um, his family – you know, he said his mom was in the stands. His mom rode, rode him to the hospital. I saw Stefan Diggs, you know, stay back. Mm-hmm. He, the man had to take an Uber from from the stadium to the hospital. Yeah. And what gets me is when you have a life-threatening situation in the hospital especially, like, it can be anybody, any, mm-hmm. any family member that you have. Mm-hmm. The officers stopped him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reporter had their vouch for him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, move out of my way. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how he's doing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, I understand you're doing your job to try to prevent, mm-hmm. you know, everybody trying to go in there. But at the same time, that's my brother. I want to see yeah. how he's doing. Um, and even to that point, like, I get it. Like, every, this is a high profile situation. The world yes. stopped. Right. For this. It um, did. So I think, yeah, you do have to be on guard a little bit mm-hmm. if you're a security guard in a yes. hospital. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know what could be going down. It could just be somebody that's being nosy and popping right. in. So I get it. Yeah. And if you, and football is one of those sports where you don't recognize people's faces because they got helmets on. <laughs> you do. So, <laughs> yeah, you, do. Yeah. you know, I get it. Maybe they don't watch the game. Exactly. And that's another thing, too. So, mm-hmm. 
I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I right. think Cincinnati handled this situation with class. They did. They did um, wholeheartedly. They did. We they handled this entire that. situation with class. And I'm, I really, mm-hmm. I'm a supporter of Cincinnati more so than ever. Right. Um, because of how they handled the situation. You know who should um, get the most credit? Who? Zach Taylor. Mm. Zach Taylor should get absolute credit. Mm. Like he, he knew that, um, he, he went up to Sean McDermott and said, Hey, we're, hey, we're, we're in solitaire with you guys. We're not going to play this game. Mm-hmm. Like that man, like I, like I can remember him as far as Oklahoma State mm-hmm. and having that high character. It speaks volumes. Yeah. Outside of his coaching techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I don't want that posted is because he's got a lot of family members out there that couldn't make the trip to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. His mom did. And now they got to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to take that shit down. Yeah. And I think that's the insensitivity of this era that we live in, right? Yes. We we become so numb to seeing the craziest stuff. Right. We've seen people shot on social media. We've seen yes. people killed by hands of police on social media. Yeah. We've seen all types of stuff, and we think that doesn't affect our mental, and we're right. so numb to it now. Exactly. That it's like, oh, we're just going to share this so everybody can see. No, this is not one of those times. It's not. It's not. Put the phone down. Right. It's, there's got, it's got to be times where you really just care about humanity it's just not a lot of it it's a lack of that to me and i think that's a big problem for me i can't Mm. it irritates me on a different level um because i just don't i don't do well with blatant disregard for Mm. people right these are humans these are not these are not robots they're not they're not they're not guys like these are humans right if this didn't teach you anything else, mm-hmm. everybody that you see on TV is a mm-hmm. human. Is yep, first exactly before anything else, before their profession, exactly before they put on that jersey, they're, exactly they're, they're, or, or or that or that suit, they're they're human first. Exactly. So just always respect humanity before you do anything. That's else. the biggest thing, and we need all of that. And after last night, I can't imagine. Um, you know, I, I was just, I was just, I was just thinking about, you know, it's a big, it's a big game mm-hmm. um, between seeding in the AFC, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think right now, I think Cincinnati has the. Uh, They're playing for the number one seed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, was week eighteen the last week coming along? I honestly don't know how you play this game. I was just thinking Friday. I was thinking Saturday. I was just thinking, like they're not going to play know. this game until they know he's okay. Yeah, that's it. That's a big. That's thing. that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. they won't. Honestly, I would even put the season on hold until he's okay. But that's that's giving way too much you credit put to the, the NFL. On hold? I would. I would. It too. can be done. There's no reason it can't be done. Roger Goodell won't do that because you know why? Because yeah, you, you got two sides. You got it's two too sides. Many dollars involved. Yeah, you got two sides, and that's why I said. That's why I said you need to stop, not you. Mm-hmm. The NFL needs to stop worrying about TV money mm-hmm. than the players. Yeah, because the reality is this. With this situation happening, let's mm-hmm. just say they did go back out there and try to play this game. It mm-hmm. would have been one of the worst games we've ever seen. It would have been. 
their mind is not on the field, and that's how other players get hurt. Right. You got to think about that. Even moving forward, mm. how do you continue to play a season when you got mm. this on your mind? Right. You're not going to get quality, quality anything, quality, quality product. The money's there. And so at It'll the end there. of the day, let the money will always be there. It's the It'll NFL. Always be there. It'll always you got to be willing to care about humans. Again, right. care about humans. humans. Have a right. respect for humanity. Now, if I'm a draft, if I'm a young player, Gabe, yeah. right, I'm sitting at home, I'm dr- getting drafted number one, number two overall, mm-hmm. and I see that play last night, and I'm thinking to myself, would I be that person on the field? Does the NFL value me? You what know, am I thinking? You know what? I, w- I was thinking about this, too. And Ryan Clark last night, he said something yeah. very, very powerful to mm-hmm. me. He said, as football players, we always question that. Are we willing to die on the field? Mm-hmm. Are we willing to die for this? Like, mm-hmm. Because you, you're playing a sport, again, it's one of the more violent sports that we have. Yes. Um, yes. And you got you to gotta really question that for real, mm-hmm. even though it's just sometimes just a little cute little saying. Right. Yeah, like I'm going all in. I'm I'm willing to die for this. No, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you have to weigh how much do you really value this thing, right? How much do the the people, the powers that be in the NFL, mm-hmm. really value you? It's and that's the question. That's you. if I'm a young athlete, that's the question that I'm asking mm-hmm. because. You can't tell me that you value me, give me mm. a couple million dollars, and then whenever, if something happens to me, mm. you're, you're the last person, mm. you're the last set of people mm-hmm. to really care. Right. And it shows. Right. Every single time. Mm-hmm. Every single time. With Tua, mm. why, is, why is it taking so long for mm. them to say, no, sit down? You've had three concussions in a season. Mm. Sit down. But... I, I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. On that one, and that uh, the NFL should 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 come, came out and say, you know what, sit down like you said. Yeah. And the player, <clears throat> the player has to sit down. Yeah, I don't like the fact that we're playing. The players want to play Superman. I get it. You can play Superman by you can play Superman by. Cheering on your team. You can play Superman by just being there for your team, teammates. But I'm going to tell you, that's the mentality that's taught when you play this sport. Mm-hmm. You're taught to suppress every piece of pain that you feel. You right. feel pain on every single down. Exactly. Every down. Exactly. There's not a There's not a time that you go on that field where you are not in some sort of pain. Exactly. You have to suppress it and fight through it. Right. That's the way that the game is taught. Right. So it, it, it goes back to the teaching. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than just, than just. Oh yeah, I'm trying to play Superman. That's ingrained in these players, especially right. when you want to play at a high level. Mm-hmm. When you see the greats of this game, mm-hmm. they all said, "I've had to t- take a shot here, yeah, yeah, take um, a pill there, right? Like I've I've had to do everything in my right. power to stay on that field." Is that you? So I don't know if you remember. I read a story, uh, maybe like a couple, three, four months back. I read, I read a story about Sam Shields, the, corner, the Packers cornerback, former yeah. Packers quarterback, pa- Packers cornerback. Bless you. Um, and he was saying he's 38 years old. Bless you. Thank you. 
And I was saying, and he was saying, I can't see anymore. Like whenever I, whenever there's light, I have to, bl- I have to like shield my eyes from the light mm-hmm. because uh, you know there's so many hits. And he was a hard hitter. I remember him. He was a hard hitter. Yeah, like he went and faced first yeah. to to the uh, helmet first and to the defender. So you brought up you bring up concussions. Now, I think every team should appoint their own doctor. Not go by NFL standards because the NFL don't care. Appoint a doctor that says, you know what, Dak, take a game off. You know what, Tua, sit down for the rest of the season. And I was hoping he'd sit down for the rest of the season. I was hoping yeah. because no life, no life, the NFL and, my, and Mike McDaniel do not value you. If Mike McDaniel value you as a, as a human being, then he will, he will be the first person to tell you to sit down. We've seen it done. Herm Edwards, I'm telling you, I keep going back to that situation because yes. I saw it. With my I remember that situation I remember it too vividly. He was like, "No, Trent, sit right. down. Right, you don't know. It's not exactly. worth it. Your life is more important than right. this game. Exactly. At the end of the day, when we mm-hmm. all get through, you make all the millions that you want. Mm-hmm. You got those millions by playing a game. Right. It's a game." Exactly. And you can get millions elsewhere. There's so many other avenues. Right. There's so many other things that you can do. So many. But at the end of the day, you can't do anything if you don't have your mind intact. Yeah, exactly. So it's not worth it. It's not worth it. In the reality, I mean, even I think about when it concerns having kids and them potentially wanting to play the sport. Oh, yes. Like, what do I say as a parent? Knowing all of this information and having all of this stuff. That's a tough conversation to have, though. Yeah, it that's is. The, and that's the thing. When you're young and, you know, you, you, you want to see it and you value your, the athletes and all that stuff, it's like, man, it's like, like, what do you say? Yeah. You just say, you know, hey, we're just going to give it a go. Or better yet, if I had a, a spouse to be like, hey, the husband may agree, say, let's play our, let's let our son play football. Mm-hmm. The wife may say, no. So there's little indifference there mm-hmm. uh, of the situation of when you're playing football young because they don't give you so much information. They don't give you extra. They don't give you extra support. Mm-hmm. You know, every I think I think everybody when you start young should go through a test, a neurological test when you start young. Like as young as what I guess the average age of football was like seven. Yeah, somewhere between seven and nine. I started playing at nine years old. Okay, did you, so yeah. When I started playing, it was in the early two thousands. That was not a time where they yeah. cared about your form, right? At all, <laughs> they didn't care about anything to do with technique. <laughs> they just wanted you to be aggressive, right? That was it. Damn. So you know that was Damn. that was the thing when you first start playing football. It's all about aggression. It's all right. about how you. I mean, yeah, they did teach us tackling and how to mm-hmm. do stuff like that, but it wasn't like proper technique especially not in today's game right like that's why a lot of these players Mm -hmm. who are in their early part of their career they Mm -hmm. still are trying to fight that battle between the new nfl rules and what they've been taught their entire life so i mean well well i i think personally i think when you start at that age you started at nine the the times that we're in right now I think if you if you want to take your child in to play football right now, there has to be a neurological test. That's why I said every year, every game or or before the season, 
basically every game there has to be a physical. But when you're playing little league, mm-hmm. a lot of times you're playing in spaces that don't have the financial capability That's That's to true. do things like that. That's true. Like as a like you can come it's people coming from all across the world playing little league football. Mm-hmm. Tackle football. Like right. so you, a lot of these environments don't have the capability to even have a doctor on staff. Like they don't well, even not, have a staff. Not, not, not it's say, like not all volunteers. <laughs> all not, the coaches are volunteering. Not, like yeah, not saying on staff. I'm yeah. saying I'm saying like a facility. Like you talk about financial resources. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe um, every year there's an insurance that that there should be every year there's there's insurance. That should say zero copay for neurological situations. That would be great if everybody had if, insurance. Yeah, that would be great. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, but, there's certain situations right. where that's not realistic. That's all right. that I'm saying. Like, yeah, in Frisco or Plano, yeah, mm-hmm. they could do that all day. That's easy. Right. That, they got that. Mm-hmm. But in certain areas, which is the majority. What about, what about, and what about, they, the what about like, like West Fort Worth? I mean, I don't know much about Fort Worth, well, so it's not fair for I me. I would say, uh, no, I can't say that. I, I could say, I could test to West Fort Worth. So West Fort Worth, it, it depends. It has the spots. It has the spots, but I think, I think they need more assistance more than the Fort Worth downtown itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's growing. Yeah. It's growing. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, disrespect Fort, that type of Fort Worth because it's growing. Mm-hmm. I think really, to be honest, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but it's okay. I was just thinking that I feel that the real thing with Little League sports is just teaching proper technique. Like, I think it starts with coaches' education more so than players. Because at the end of the day, the players are just starting. They don't mm-hmm. know anything. They're totally right. oblivious to anything that's mm-hmm. – they have to be taught and cultivated. If you start cultivating proper technique, mm-hmm. you can avoid some of these things – you could. Um, you could. It's it's inevitable to completely eradicate injury. It's a sport. It's yeah. any sport is going to have that. Right. And not to mention a sport where you have to collide with another human every yes. play. Like that's the biggest thing. That that's the biggest thing. I think you have to literally be playing seven on seven. Right. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like that's the only way to prevent or those flag type football. of yeah flag football seven on seven. And right. That's not enjoyable to watch. Really, it's not. It's not. So. That's all that I'm saying. Like it's, this is the sport. That's mm-hmm. this is the sport, right? And so we know what comes with the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of unfortunate realities that come with the sport, and you mm-hmm. just have to be willing, as a coach, to teach, mm-hmm. and as a parent, you have to be willing to take the risk if that's what you want for your kid. <sighs> if that's what your kid really desires every to do, is different. Every parent is different. Every, every I don't know if I'm prepared different. to do that. I've seen too much. I'm not. I, well. Okay, if I had a child, competitive as I am, game, um, it, it's it's more of a fifty fifty call for me. Mm-hmm. But I I always go of the side of caution, right? Mm-hmm. If I had a child today, I will say I wouldn't worry about I wouldn't worry about uh, what the staff is giving me. Mm-hmm. I would say you need to do a neurological test every before every game. That's me. That's me talking. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody else mm-hmm. situation. That's me saying 
I'm going to give my child the best mm-hmm. from neurological to proper form of how you're supposed to tackle, mm-hmm. of how you're supposed to throw the football and how you're supposed to carry it mm-hmm. and how you're supposed to run a route and how you're supposed to catch it. That That's, that's, that's me as a parent. Yeah. Now, spouse will say, okay, um, I got to see firsthand. So it should be like 50-50 on it. Mm-hmm. That that's me. I think for me, I just because I've seen so many, so much stuff mm-hmm. with football specifically. Mm-hmm. And again, injuries come with sports. Yes, but I'm pushing my kid to do any other sport except football. Okay. Um, now, if they really truly desire it, mm-hmm. they'll seek it out for themselves, and then I'll have to support what they right. decide to do. Right. But at the end of the day, like if. Mm-hmm. They like football and basketball. I'm pushing you to basketball. Like yeah, basketball. Basketball's I, a safe heaven. Yeah, it's it's safe it's just heaven. a different. It's not contact every single play. Even though no. basketball is a contact sport, <laughs> people don't understand well, unless you, you play. Up, you, but well, it's you a get different. up every game. Yeah, it's a, it's just different. Like I I would literally push my kid to do anything mm-hmm. else except play football, baseball. Even though I love the sport to death, mm-hmm. but. I've seen too much. I love it too. I've seen too much. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not really worth it for how the league values the players <laughs> from it's that not. perspective. If you're, really, if you're really talking about doing this long term and for real, mm-hmm. and I got to push all of my energy and effort into helping you get to that point, mm-hmm. then I would push you in another, I push my kid into another sport if that's what they wanted. I mean, is it, is, I mean, like I said, you know, it's a 50-50 for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm more basketball than football. I love football. I, I, I love the game more than anything. I started watching this game back in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've seen worse injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you in basketball the worst injuries are torn Achilles. Yeah. Uh, because, because it does – it just changes your trajectory of how you're supposed to move. Mm-hmm. Like, for example um, – I can bring up uh, who had a torn Achilles recently. Um, I can bring up KD. Uh, KD, it took him a while to get his to go down south. Mm-hmm. Now, now, and now, this past this uh, this season, he's going down south. Mm-hmm. Last season, he wasn't doing much of that. This season, it, it took him a while, but that's the worst injury I can think of. Mm-hmm. Like a torn ACL in basketball. Roughly, it depends on the player's body. Yeah. Um, I know you can come back. It's a six or seven month injury. Mm-hmm. For ladies, it's a lot more. And like I said, it's different body, different mm-hmm. sport, different body, all that stuff. But the worst injury is torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, concussion wise, like players bang their head on the floor all the time. I've done that numerous times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, it's like the concussion is only seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, some players come back in 20, 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And so. The severity is just different. It, it is. Yeah. It's very, it's really different. But, uh, as far as the child goes, I mean, I'm still 50 50 on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will, won't, won't have to wait on information from any league, whether you're talking yeah. about Pee Wee or you're mm-hmm. talking about City League. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going to do the what's best for my child. Mm-hmm. If my child really wants to play football, we're going to play football. I'm going to buy you the gear that they have to protect 
the tech head injuries. I'm going to show you how to tackle. I'm going to show you how to catch. These coaches here, they're volunteer coaches. Yeah. They know I'm not disrespecting them. They know, mm-hmm. they know their game. But the city's not going to help. Yeah, and the thing about it, like, every city, every location, every state is different. Mm-hmm. You have some coaches who are really, like, really love the sport and really value the players and really want to just teach and love that part of it. Mm-hmm. Like the Deion Sanders of the world. You yeah. have those because I yes. saw him playing, have, coaching his peewee team. It's a rarity. That. Yeah, it's rare to see a coach that's that invested in mm-hmm. actually making boys men. You know what right. I'm saying? It's a rarity. Um, mm-hmm. And so with that, I just I think that we have a responsibility when you get into a parent space. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm not a parent yet, so it no, sounds a little wild. Either. But I'm not a parent yet either, guys. I Don't let it that, get twisted. Yeah, I, I do just think about it from that perspective. Like, mm-hmm. if I was a parent, I have a responsibility to protect my kid mm-hmm. and make sure that they are safe. So I do agree with you. If my yes. kid did want to play football, I'm taking all of the necessary precautions mm-hmm. to make sure that they're safe oh, as yeah. possible. Because, right. again, you can't protect them from everything. You can't. Um, it's impossible. Can't. Right. But I don't know. It's just, it's, it's always been an interesting conversation to me. It is, um, it, especially it, given the recent circumstances. So right. it makes me think even more. So it does. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I don't know. That the, there's so many questions that I have for the NFL, though. Like, it's so many. It's like week 18 coming up. Mm-hmm. You have all these scenarios. You have two Saturday games. You have a bunch of games on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about redo, resuming the game. And, okay, I, and when you brought up when you brought up the, uh, the the game itself, they went to nine commercial breaks mm-hmm. uh, to official word. I was just refreshing the phone saying, hey, uh, excuse me, this guy literally almost died on the field. Can't you just make an instant decision right away? Right. Like, like you took you took your hour and a half. Yeah. Like, damn. <clears throat> if you can't get the concussions right, then what makes you think that uh, you can't get a pay- player's injury correct? Like, dog, they were literally administering CPR on the field. On the field. So, are you telling me that, like, all of unbelievable the, to me that just does that blows my mind. Right. That blows my mind. That the immediate reaction is not okay. It, this night, because any football that would have been played at that point, we wouldn't have been thinking about it as fans, and the players damn sure wouldn't have been thinking about it. Exactly. So it it would have been a loss anyway, right? It would have been across a loss. the board. It would have been a loss for everyone. So um, why are you still prolonging the situation? Exactly. Like I don't I don't know what the what their process is for stuff like that. So I don't want to kill them too much because I don't know what their process is. It's a lot that I don't know. But I will say there's certain things that that are just apparent. I mean, it's basic knowledge. Yeah. Right. I I understand we're not supposed to know things, but it's basic knowledge. And 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 again, I look at it as like, okay, player safety first, and then the game. Now I say, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if you play a week eighteen. I mean. It's so it's so early. It's so early. Yeah. Like this this happened last night. Like the the man is still in critical condition as we as we speak. Mm-hmm. And you're going to talk about playing on a Saturday game. You got two games Sunday. Yeah. For playoff implications. Mm-hmm. And now 
you're you're wait all these money networks are saying we're waiting on your decision. Like the NFL could have came out and said, you know what, guys, give us some time. Let us let the man heal. So there's we'll, only we'll one go, decision, we'll go, we'll and that's the that. problem. There's nothing to weigh here. Right. For me, there's nothing to weigh here. Right. How in the hell do you expect players mm-hmm. to go out in any on any team? Right. Period. Any team. Yeah. This is at the end of the day. This could have happened to anybody any on the field. One. Anyone. This could have happened to anybody. What about and the so as a play? Yeah. They know the situation too. That's why, again, I respect Cincinnati for right. how they handled it. The right. city of Cincinnati. I respect that too. Because they, they recognize that, oh, this mm. is a serious issue. Right. Like, regardless of what happens, we're not throwing mm. the fit. We're not doing none of that because right. this is bigger than the sport. This it, is bigger than just bigger. the game right now. Way bigger. This is somebody's life. Exactly. So. Exactly. For me, the NFL, like, the only reason that they're even weighing a decision right now is because like I will postpone it indefinitely mm-hmm. until he's until we have a word on how he is, mm-hmm. until we until players feel comfortable. Right. Therapy therapy is always good, right? Yeah. Like you're not going. Well, you are. You're gonna you're gonna talk to. There's always counselors at every school. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. every facility, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like about. I don't know why it took so long. But I like the fact that there's a ther- therapist every single, uh, a counselor every single t- team has one. Mm-hmm. Not, they're not one. There's like many, many of them yeah. on staff that can say, you know what? It's going to be okay. Um, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you're feeling. And then maybe it can ease their mind. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. And you know, to that point, it's, it's very interesting because. Mm-hmm. You know the NFL is eighty five percent black, right? Yes. So ninety percent is ninety now. Well, um, you, you, you could say ninety. Yeah. Regardless. Regardless, it's a high percentage. It's, it's a high percentage of black, right? Mm-hmm. And I say that because we in our culture we have a tendency to not even seek therapy. Mm-hmm. So even when it's offered, yeah, it's like one of those things like, oh, I don't need that. It's offered. We're, to we're used to suppressing how right. we feel. We're used to that. Mm-hmm. That's why last night was very powerful, in, even in the midst of this mm-hmm. tragic moment. Right. Um, just seeing grown black men <clears throat> crying on that field. Like, yeah. that was a powerful moment. You don't get to see. It was. You don't get to see people. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we never want to see that. But right. at the same time, mm-hmm. it's rare that you really get to see that heart being poured out. You don't. Um, because don't we don't that. we don't do that. That's not we how we're we used to suppressing everything. We're used to just going through life and just continuing to move. Right. Um, and I think sometimes it does take tragic moments mm-hmm. to get us to sit down and just be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, right. I need to deal with me. I need to deal with how I'm feeling. You right. know. Um, but to your point, I just do think that therapy is important. Yeah. And I think that that's everything that that's that that goes a long way with everything. And um, that goes along with the, with these schools. You know, every time you hear about uh, I don't want to I, I'm trying to I'm trying to deviate from the situation for a second. Like mm-hmm. when you hear about these schools or when you hear about these stores, you hear about these shootings. Mm-hmm. Right. The first thing on my mind is 
first of all, the first thing in my mind is the shooter, you're an idiot. The second thing in my mind is um, therapy for the people that witnessed that. Mm-hmm. That can go from customers, students, um, you know, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Therapy for those guys so because cause they saw it firsthand. Players, back to this one, players, therapy for everybody mm-hmm. and ha- across the board. And and I'm talking about in retirement. Like these players, Gabe, I don't know if you see it, but at the end of the season, they may come to a point where they're going to retire. Yeah. We talked about this last week. We talked about five years in the NFL, whether you're 27, 28. I, I heard a guy tw- retire at 25. He was mm-hmm. drafted in the tw- he wasn't drafted in 2020, but he retired at 25 yeah. la- this past off season. Mm-hmm. That's how much th- their life is important to for them mm-hmm. than the NFL. Yeah, and so that's what I fear. I fear was 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 Demar. Demar is not going to be the same. No. Now, granted, you know what, you know what. Granted, his family is saying, you know what, we can make a little. You post that video, you share it with everybody. Let's get the dollars going. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like. Granted, like, like, like. You're like everybody's going to share this video here. Where's my lawyer at? Because there's going to be a lawyer for the. There's going to be a lawyer for the NFL. There has to be, mm-hmm. because this man literally could have lost his life on the on the field. Hank Gathers lost his life on the basketball court mm-hmm. in the NCAA championship game. Now those were t- times where we didn't stop. They mourned, but we didn't stop. I remember that video. I, 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 I didn't see it live, but I remember that video. When he shot a free throw, he just went down. And I was like, okay, he's going to get up. He never got up. And so, so it was the Mars situation. I want the brother to be okay. But I also think that privacy we shouldn't be using that. Now, we use that for everybody to be respectful. There's no respect here. Hmm. Social media is going to be what it is. People are going to share this and tell their friends. They're going to tell their family. I'm like, dude, let's care about the player more than your, more than your fan base. Mm-hmm. Your little inner circle that you talk about. Yeah, I think... We were so what's the words that I can use for that? Like it's it's almost like we're prisoners of a moment. Right. And regardless of whether the moment is a great moment or mm-hmm. a terrible moment, a tragic mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. we're always trying to share the moment. Right. And I think with so much money being made through social media Yeah. And You're not making any money off social media. People Yeah. People, 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 people. You value their time to share videos like that. Yeah, but his mom doesn't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. And the reality is, we we're numb. Mm-hmm. We're numb to it, right? 
And that's the unfortunate reality about it is yes. that we're so comfortable seeing people in horrible situations on social media on right. a daily basis. We, we've, we've seen people incriminate themselves on social media we on a daily that. basis. We, we value, value entertainment. Right. We don't even value any of the, si- mm. the situation at all. We value right. the entertainment piece of it because we like watching train wrecks as a cu- as a culture. Ridiculous. And so at the end of the day, we, even as the individuals who actually have that presence of mind to know that this is not a moment that you're supposed to share, mm. we have to filter our own stuff too because yes. this stuff is ingrained in us too. Mm. Whether, whether we're just scrolling you run into something every single day that you probably didn't want to see. As and so you have to, we really do have to work on filtering our, right. what we take in on a daily what basis. What about? And that's going to kind of take away some of that numbness right. because you'll be able to feel the human side of this. Exactly. Because it's humans involved. Exactly. Like, 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 why don't you give your mom, why don't you somebody, Go over to his mom and give him a hug. Why don't why don't somebody just say, you know what? We're here for you. Like whatever the mom needs, whatever his family members need, give it to them, man. And I will a, say a like, hug or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think in the moment, from my understanding, that's what the, that was what was happening on mm-hmm. that field. Um, yeah. I I do think that. His mom was being supported in that moment. I'm not talking about the people that were present. Right. These are people who are, we're talking about outside people who are just viewers and spectators. Yeah. So that's the issue that I have. Right. Because all of these situations, when you think back to George Floyd, Mm -hmm. uh, anybody that we've seen live on Instagram or Twitter or wherever, Mm -hmm. those situations. Man, like you, you really have to care more about people. Exactly, and that's the my biggest takeaway from last night was that like we have a lack of value for humanity now. We do, and it's a scary thing. That's everywhere. It's a very, very scary thing. And Mm. I just think about the kids who are growing up in Mm. this era where Mm. it's solely social media. Mm. Like their sources of news is Mm. social media. Yeah, their sources of any. Thing content related is social media. Yeah, TikTok and all that stuff. TikTok, YouTube, I, IG, Snapchat, all of those mm-hmm. places. Like mm-hmm. that's no their source. Positive. That's their source. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when you look at it from that perspective, it gets even scarier when you think about the future. It does. But that's a different conversation. I want to keep it on on Demar and his yeah. family. His and family, yeah. Teams that's why that's why I said that's why I said players this this is why I value players like Stefan Diggs um being a leader as he is I value players like Josh Allen Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a fan of him now Mm -hmm. um I value his presence I value Sean McDermott um another player that I value is um I I always value Michael Hyde. Michael Hyde. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a he's a great safety. Mm-hmm. Um, I value Zach Taylor. Um, not uh, on the Oklahoma State quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a good one back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I value his his not as a coach, but I value him as a human. Mm-hmm. Like that coach could say, you know what, guys, let's practice for fifteen minutes. Let's get back to the game. No doubt in my mind. That um, that we can't we can't play that game. Mm-hmm. Like 
I always say sacrifice. We make sacrifices every single day. Mm-hmm. Players make a sacrifice every single day. And every season, players don't get the benefit of the doubt. They don't see any. They don't see their friends. They don't see their family. Football is a what? This is why I love basketball so much. Basketball is six months. Sometimes you may make the playoffs. Sometimes you don't. If you don't, then you have more family time. If you do, you have less family time. But nonetheless, in the off season, you get four months off. Mm-hmm. In football, it seems like you, you only get like two. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to travel outside the country. You don't get to do all this. You barely get any family time. You, you're worried about the next thing is mini camp, OTAs, and now training camp. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, um, there's got to be more value. I want to see more value in humanity. With not football related, but everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, period. Because yeah. we just, like you said, we don't have it. Yeah. And it doesn't take one person to to notice that. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't take Roger Goodell to know because he don't notice anything. Roger Goodell can say, you know what? Oh, YouTube is coming. We want them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Apple is coming. We want them. I get what you're saying, too, and I agree to an extent. I, I do think that we put too much onus on Roger Goodell because if you know how the NFL is structured, it's an yeah. owner's league. But owners, we the we, owners own this league, and they appointed Roger Goodell. But that's if a we different tried, situation. Yes, that's a very different situation from mm-hmm. saying that. Oh, Roger Goodell is the mm-hmm. is the one who says yes and no. He is controlled by the owners of these franchises. But it's okay. That's, so that's it. Like, I do have a question for you though. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off though. No, you good. If if the owners. Speaking of that, if the owners were to say, you know, um, can't the owners make the decisions then? Can't they say we need to have our own um, neurologist on staff travel with the team to say if Dak had an injury right now, if Dak came off of a vicious sack, he's wobbling around. Jerry's going to say, no, we're going to play. That person upstairs who is pointed to the concussion staff mm-hmm. has to has to communicate to Mike McCartney or Kellen Moore and says, you know what, that can get off the, off the field. But so that's Mike assuming what? that they don't have that. Right. That's what we don't know. Right. Because they do have team doctors. They do have team medical staff. Right. So we don't know what they have. Right. But and would so, you what but if you're the owner now of a yeah. team would you value that? Would you say, would you want to have a pointed neurologist or, um, was it ca- cardiologist for, for that situation, for those situations? Absolutely. I would love, I would definitely value that if I'm an owner. But yeah. if I also, also, if I'm an owner, I think about dollars and cents. That's yes. a requirement of the position. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it from that perspective, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what is the investment for that going to look like? What is right. what am I going to have to give up right. in order for that to happen? Right. And you know what I'm it really puts in perspective what you value at that point. Yeah. And so 
if you don't know anything else, that's why I say the NFL as a whole, there's a reason why ownership is the way that it, it, yeah. it is. It's the boys club that it is. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Everything is intentional. Yeah. Right. So if you don't like the NFL that, anyway, this situation just enhances what you already know about the NFL. They don't like they, 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 so, I, I think a lot of people don't like the NFL for the, for other reasons. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, and for a lot of reasons. But they're all tied in. All of those reasons right. are tied into the same premise. Exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah. the that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. we again, I said the NFL is eighty five percent black for a reason. Mm-hmm. The players are eighty five percent black. Right. But so you do you think I know it's a personal question. Yeah. Do you think, and I am going to ask a personal question, do you think they're taking advantage of us? Hell yeah. Hell yes. And I say that because. It took him nine minutes. I say nine that minutes, because. Babe. Nine minutes. There's been so many situations where the moment we speak our mind, the moment we say anything, mm-hmm. it gets real quiet for whoever that is. It took him nine minutes. Yeah, it took him nine minutes. Nine minutes, Gabe. It took him nine minutes. Why? Why wasn't somebody? Um, why? Why did they didn't have a defibrillator on staff? To, the NFL could have said, "We ha- we have." I go back to the high school game, right? Mm-hmm. In the high school game, high school football, they have a um, emergency EMS on staff. So that they can immediately attend to the player right away. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they have it in Cincinnati last night? Then I'm, I'm not blaming Cincinnati. I love what Cincinnati did. I love the fact they have a hospital right there mm-hmm. on, on near the stadium. I'm not blaming them, period. My blame is why did it take so long? It was nine minutes, bro. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that because – Every situation you can think of, the NFL is showing you who they are. Yes. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. It's Maya Angelou. I, I'm telling you, when people Nine show you minutes. who who you are, who they are, mm-hmm. believe them. At the end of the day, we talk about is the NFL taking advantage of us? They've been taking advantage of us. They'll yeah. throw a few million dollars at us. Mm-hmm. They'll allow us to play on TV. They'll allow mm-hmm. us to do all of these things. But we don't have any ownership in this league, and we bring the value, just like anything else. It's any other business. Right. It's just like any other entity. The entertainment industry is no different. Yeah, that's true. That's the realities that we're and, living and, in, and that's why. And so, in order for us to change that, right, we have to know our value. We have right. to know what we value before we step into these doors. That's again, I go back to the entertainment industry because that's my world, but. Right. That piece of it is very knowing what you are worth right. is incredibly important to doing any type of deal, any type of before mm-hmm. I sit down at the table, I need to know what you value and see if it aligns with what I value. Yeah. That's true. I, 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 I laugh because I knew I knew I knew where you were going with that. Yeah. But uh, but I understand your point. But mm-hmm. the last thing I want to talk the last thing before we go to commercial break, I know it's gonna be tough. I know it's gonna be tough. We're gonna be all into this together. Mm-hmm. But the last thing I, I want to ask you is um, um, I, I, before we give our claps to uh, the players I mentioned, mm-hmm. I want to ask, I want to ask how, how like, I want to ask if you're, if you're Sean McDermott today, 
Mm-hmm. What am I telling my guys if they were to put this game? Let's say, but they put this game on. Let's say Saturday. Mm-hmm. The NFL says we're going to put this game. We're going to start all over. We're going to put this game on Saturday. What am I telling Sean? Mc- be in the shoes of Sean McDermott. What am I telling my players today? After we witnessed what, what we have, in, and it hasn't been 24 hours. In the last, what, what time is it? Like 17 hours. Mm-hmm. What am I telling my players today? Pray. Yeah, That's the only thing that I can. There's, there's no words for situations like this. Mm-hmm. There's no words for situations like this. There I is, mean, there's not. The fact, by the grace of God, they didn't have to go out and play a game after that. Thank God. That that would, that would look so awkward. And so, is nobody's thinking about football right now? Right. This is not about football. This is about people. But you understand you my question. You understand. Yeah, I'm going understand. off the NFL point. I definitely understand, and I think that's the mm-hmm. problem because yeah. the NFL, yes. It's a league. They have business entities yeah. and things involved. It's a lot of money that goes into. But the you league. don't worry about those business but with somebody. Right now, somebody it's not the time in. to think about business. It's not the time to think about football. This right. is about humans. Right. These are humans in all parties involved. Mm-hmm. His mom, him, the players on that field, his nephews, coaches, the nephews, everybody, the staff, everybody. Everybody that was involved, even the fans that were in that stadium, that changes you. Right. Stuff like that mm-hmm. changes you when you mm-hmm. see that in real time. Right. I, so you you have to account for things like that. You can't even just watching it mm-hmm. in real time from a distance. Exactly. I wasn't even there, but seeing it. Right. In the stadium, like it was hard to the, drop. It sucks the air out of the room. It does. It does. And so I, all you can do in these situations is mm-hmm. pray. Right. That's the only thing that gets right. you through. That's the only thing that's going to just continue to pray. Yeah. Continue to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, pray. That's it. Therapy. That's um, it. I, I do want to give a shout out to the to the fans that stood outside the mm-hmm. hospital praying for him. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, fans donated to his toy chari- charity mm-hmm. um i want to do one i do want to give a clap mm-hmm. before we go to the break i want to give a clap to zach zach taylor and the city of cincinnati mm-hmm. like like those are the real real mvps they're mm-hmm. realists they yeah. don't have to worry about what the nfl says they said hey we're going to sit in the locker room we're going to you know we're gonna, we're gonna leave mm-hmm. now. Players, some players stood stayed, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I w- I just wish the whole team stayed. That's your brother. I but I understand like you 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 leave, you have your family and all that stuff. You can still pray from a distance. You can still make phone calls, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, with that being said, that's tough to transition, but we have to transition. But I always thank you, Gabe, for your ex. Expertise. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> tough situation, guys. But coming up next, we're going to talk about some basketball things. And also, uh, we're going to talk about the TCU versus Michigan game and how TCU can be all odds against uh, Georgia. We're going to talk about that next. It's Fishbowl Radio. May I have your attention, please? 
Channel, don't they? We ain't nothing but mammals. Well, some of us cannibals who cut other people open like cantaloupes. But if we can hunt dead animals and antelopes, then there's no reason that a man and another man can't elope. But if you feel like I feel, I got the antidote. When you wake your pantyhose, sing the chorus and it goes. I'm Slim Shady, it's time the real shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just demonstrating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Cause I'm Slim Shady, it's time the real shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just demonstrating. So won't the real Slim Shady Records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. You think I give a damn about a Grammy? Half of you critics can't even stomach you, let alone stand me. But Slim, what if you win? Wouldn't it be weird? Why? You guys can just lie to get me here so you can sit me here next to Britney Spears. You say Christina Aguilera better switch me chairs so I can sit next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst and hear him argue over who she gave head to first. Little bitch, put me on blast on MTV. Yeah, he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim. <laughs> Download our audio on MP3 and show the whole world how you gave him an MVD. I'm sick of you little girl and boy groups, all you do is annoy me. So I have been sent here to destroy you. And there's a million of us just like me, who cuss like me, who just don't give a fuck like me, who dress like me, walk, talk, and act like me, and just might be the next best thing, but not quite me. I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. Slim Shady's are just imitating, so won't the real Slim Shady please stand up, please stand up, please stand up. I'm like a head trip to listen to, cause I'm only giving you things you joke about with your friends inside your living room. The only difference is I got the balls to say it in front of y'all, and I don't gotta be false or sugar-coated at all. I just get on a mic and spit it, and whether you like to admit it, I just shit it better than 90% of you rappers out, kid. Then you wonder how can kids eat up these albums like values, it's funny. Cause at the rate I'm going when I'm 30, I'll be the only person in a nursing home flirty.
Back to the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. Uh, my name is Jamie. Again, uh, we had a little bit of a discussion um, about the injury that we saw last night, but that's tough to transition. Um, we did get a report. Well, not not him spe- uh, specifically, but we got a report that the uh, league will resume. The league has not made any schedule to the Week 18 schedule. The game won't res- won't resume. This coming week, I don't know. It's not. We're not worried about that. We're worried about humanity. Now, with that being said, we're, we're moving on to TCU versus Michigan. So uh, there was a game that was played. TCU beat Michigan fifty-one to forty-five. I'm so happy. I am so happy because you know why? Because uh, Michigan lost, and, and the fact that uh, Michigan screwed themselves over. Like literally, I can get, I can blame everybody for this Michigan loss. I can blame Jalen Rose. I can blame um, who else? I can blame Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has never won the bigger game. I just don't know. I, I think it runs their family. 
I think when, when they get to the bigger game, whether postseason, football, NFL, or in the, in the college football playoff, they always seem to make questionable decisions. You can beat Ohio State in all the worlds. Every season you can beat them. But when you get here, it's like you lose, like you make questionable decisions. Like for example, on the last play of the game, um, you have to, uh, McCartney, you have to grab the snap. Like granted, you have to grab it. Communicate with the center. Grab the snap. Stop messing around. Yeah, I mean, you got a hot girlfriend in the stands. Stop messing around, bro. Now, TCU side, but I want to, I'm going to go to the Michigan side in a second. But TCU side, congratulations to TCU. TCU's in the, in the, in the, uh, in, in, in the finals. They're in the championship game against Georgia. Yes, they deserve, they deserve that. TCU played nine straight games and went nine and oh. Up until K-State, they lost to K-State in the Big 12 title game by three points. And now they'll have a championship. Now they have a chance to do something ever since 1938 to win something. And we got to give a shout out to Max Duggar. He's the quarterback. We got to give a shout out to, um, Amari DeMarco, the running back. Quentin Johnson, the receiver, D. Winters, the safety, Bud Clark, the safety. Both of those guys had interceptions, returned for a touchdown. Mark, uh, Mercado, 70 carries, or a buck 50, a touchdown. Max Duggar went 14 for 29 for 225, a two touchdowns, two interceptions. It's okay. Those two interceptions will not, did not come back to bite you. We managed the game like TCU did, does. Nine straight games. This team is mentally tough. They gave them a schedule and they went through it. Now, of course, they didn't go, they didn't win the Big 12 title, which that would have been nice. But again, I'll take it. Like, man, I'm so happy about TCU. I didn't go to TCU, but I'm happy for their progress. I can tell you a story that I almost went to TCU. So it was between North Texas, a junior college, and TCU. TCU at the time in 2008 was not a basketball program. Digs have changed in the last 13, 14 years. So TCU was out. And then it was between North Texas and um, a junior college in New Mexico for basketball purposes. I went to North Texas because of my parents. And granted, I'll, I'll, I'll say it was the best decision at the time and it's still the best decision today. Cause nor, cause let me tell you something. You know, when I was watching that game, I was just thinking about North Texas. What, what could have been their football program? TCU has nothing on campus, but they make up for it by hiring a coach that cares about the players. They hired a coach that, that revamped it, revamped, that brought TCU back. Gary Patterson did it for 20 plus years. He did his job up until last year. But you talk about Sonny Dykes, man, like I'm so happy. 
As a matter of fact, TCU is far better than North Texas. They're the, they're the best team in Texas. Whoever you may be, people will say, well, the Longhorns are. What have the Longhorns done in the last 13 years? The last championship appearance was in 2010. I remember that vividly because I watched it. Like how many times on the Longhorn Network, they're showing replays of USC versus Texas. Do you get joy watching replays every single summer? Yes, that's happening. They're bringing guys to, to do a documentary on the old five team. Got, got guys who look, who look better than me. Out of nowhere. Talk about 2005. They don't want to talk about that. They're doing it for show. You show that every single year. Every year. Why? Are you afraid to, to talk about Texas athletics? Are you afraid to show the losses? I mean, I mean, granted, Texas recruits well in football, but how many players say, you know what, after the first year, I want to transfer? Remember the quarterback Casey Thompson last year? He went to North, Nebraska. He's not doing well there. You had no NFL players in the draft uh, last season. You might have some this year. But granted, I don't know where is Texas going? They're not going up. They're going down. The loss in the, cha- in the in the bowl game proves otherwise. They're not going up. You will never be back. Yeah, now you you say we're be- we're better than the Big Twelve, and you move to the SEC in uh, in, in two years. There's no way you will last in the SEC. Heck, A and M can't even last in, in, in the Big Twelve, and then the SEC they can't even do it. They can't even last as a college. Do you know how many players in, at A&M have transferred this past offseason? 25 of them. It's because of Jim Fisher's coaching. Your coaching is off, bro. Time to retire. Time to give the reins to somebody else. Kevin Sumner was there for like 10 plus seasons. He At least he built the powerhouse. At least that's when Texas A&M was relevant. I don't understand how people come out of nowhere and wear Texas A&M gear every single season and say, you know what? We're better than Texas. We're better than the TCU. We're better than the Tech. But yet y'all have won nothing. Nothing. Zero. Zero. But then again, um, I put them last on my list. North Texas, the college I went to that I talk about Wholeheartedly, in football, we haven't won anything. 2004 was our best year. 2014 was our, was our, uh, well, it was a decent year because we won the bowl game. That's the last time we won the bowl game. But we're further back. That, that TCU game, I was just thinking about North Texas, that took us back. We hired a coach, it's great, but that took us back. Way back. How does TCU one season go to the college football player and now they're playing for the title? And they could even win it. They could even beat Georgia, even though they are 14 point underdog. I define all odds. I, I would choose TCU to win that game. Now people will disagree with me, but I'm choosing TCU to win that game. 
against Georgia. They will beat Georgia. That's what I'm saying. But that took us back numerous years, guys. I mean, I, I'm very disappointed in, in the fact that we have a lot more resources than TCU does. But yet we can't we can't win in football. We can win men's basketball, but we can't win in football. You say you want to recruit in house. Majority of those of those recruits are going elsewhere. Majority of the recruits are going to Texas. They're going to uh, other states. Like, dude, stop losing those recruits and keep them home. My gosh, keep them home. Period. If you want to build a, a relevant team, you got to keep them here. That's how you do it. That's how you stay consistent. That's how TCU stays consistent. All those players could have transferred to other play, other colleges when the, uh, Gary Patterson left, but they chose to stay because they because Sonny Dykes is building something there. He's building a championship college culture that we have never we have never seen. Like the last time TCU was relevant was back in if, at the top of my head, it was back in twenty I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah, 2014 was the last time they were relevant. And then you talk about here, now they're playing for the championship, and now everybody wants to go to the championship game in Los Angeles. That's great. That is fabulous. But North Texas, we got some work to do, man. And this is no one-year, two-year process. That took us back four or five years. We not... Like what is great? What is relevant to us? Relevant to me for North Texas football will be. I want to give it a three-year spam and see where we go. So the college football playoff is expanding in 2024 to 12 teams. I want us to be that 12 team. Like we're mid-major team, I get it, but I want us to be that 12 team. We have to go somewhere with this. We cannot be losing these these games. We cannot have losing season every single year. And then the, the tennis dwellings by midseason. Because people have no interest in football in, in, in Denton. Like, the people in Austin, they show up in droves. Even though they have down years. They show up. That's what we're trying. And TCU, they show up. Tech, they show and they definitely show up. Even though they're a five and seven game team and they had twenty five players transferred. And they say why they're transferring. They're transferring because they're for their own sake and they can get value elsewhere. It's such a shame. I'm tired. I'm tired of being shaking my head every single year. Saying, North Texas football, man, what are you guys doing? What have you done for me lately? Like, dude, like, granted, it's going to build. But I'm tired of building. I am tired of building. Every year is a rebuild, it feels like. I'm completely off of that rebuild, I want to, uh, I want to win. Winning cures everything. I want to win on and off the field, 
I want to keep our co- I want to keep our coaches held accountable. I want to keep our players held accountable. I want to win. Can you give me that? If you gotta switch up your defense, then switch up your defense. If you gotta teach technique, then teach it. If you if if you gotta remove the quarterback, then remove the quarterback. If you gotta you gotta go to one running back or maybe two, then do that. But there's no way in hell you can be you can invest so much money and not get results. That's what's everything. If I'm ordering if I'm ordering a a, a meal at uh second shake i can say I, I i i order a quarter pounder or better yet a triple pounder then i i respect results from it i respect i i expect everything i expect the triple pounder i expect the fries and i expect the shake too and the minimum drink i expect it i don't expect anything less this is what i'm getting here i don't expect less i want more that's what goes with everything. Do you want more in your life? Yes. Right, Gabe? Yes. Exactly. So we want more from UMC. TCU has, TCU gives us not, T, T, not, not TCU. TCU give, gives us a lot. But North Texas gives us nothing in football. Nothing. TCU gives us something in football and they give us a chance. Now. Let's talk about basketball. Uh, where's my sheet at? It's right here. Okay. So, what, so I did talk about UNT football. I want to talk about basketball, women's basketball. Let's talk about it. So, we are on a three-game losing streak. We have lost three straight games, women's team. Um, we lost to Florida Atlantic 66-61. And we lost to FIU, 86-67. And now in that game against FIU, uh, Quincy Noble, which I'm dying to get her on this show. I'm dying. And she, and I don't know. We'll see. But I want to give her a clap because she went over the 1,000-point mark at North Texas. So can we please give Quincy Noble a clap, please? Team has been off this year. Uh, I think I think we're three nine, three and nine, three or eight. What are those records? And I just want to ask a question: Are you invested in winning ball games? Are you invested in running the plays that uh, Coach Mitchell has ha- has for y'all? My question, my other question would be: Why do y'all press every single game, every single possession? I am tired of pressing. Y'all get tired as the game moves on. The game moves on. Y'all start huffing and puffing. Coach, stop pressing. They are killing our press. They're going down there and scoring. They're going down there shooting three-point shots. They're going down there getting layups. Every game. That's been our Achilles heel on this three-game losing streak. I'm t- Okay, I'm not saying I'm tired. But... You have to change it up. You gotta change it up. If the zone is not working, the bre- the pet, the backcourt press is not working, you gotta change it up, coach. Uh, you gotta change it up. And there's no leaders on that team. It feels like they have lost 
uh, Coach Mitchell. We, when there's no leaders on that team, the coach gets fired. And I'm not saying Coach Mitchell should be fired. I'm saying, I'm saying there needs to be leadership. I'm saying someone needs to get in that locker room and say, you know what? We have to win these games. We are tired of losing. Give it all we got. I'm tired of it, man. But then again, you know, it's, it's, it's basketball and we have to know these plays. We have to know. We have to know when something's off. This is off. The turnovers have multiplied. We're averaging now 20 turnovers a game. You think that's going to win ball games? It's not. It's not going to win ball games. 25 turnovers a game. 25, not, not a game, but 25 turnovers does not win, win games. Heck, it doesn't even win the championship. At that point, you will say in practice, and I've been in practice before where we worked on technique. We worked on balances. We worked on chess. We, we even worked on communication. We worked on communication for goodness sake. You don't even work on communication in practice. You work on technique in practice. If you're not communicating, if you're not working on technique, nothing works. Okay? Nothing works. So we need to go back to the drawing board, which, and say, what is wrong with our team? What is wrong with this culture? Every player should look themselves in the mirror from the coaching staff to the players to the, even the trainers to say, you know what? What is wrong with me? I can look myself in the mirror as a player, as a podcaster and say, why is not, why, why aren't people listening to me? But then again, people have their own lives. And that's why I can say, why is my shot not going down in the mirror? And I'll do the things to work on it. We're not perfect by any, by any means. Why does Kanye don't say, why does Kanye not go to the mirror and say, what is wrong with me? Why is everyone feeding into my negativity? Why is everyone cheering for my negativity? We just talked about humanity. What is wrong with me as a human? If you don't have human emotions after last night, something's wrong with you. If you don't, if you don't have human emotions for this basketball team, and I'm talking about the players, Something's wrong with you. You're not better than your than your opponent. There's a reason why you're three and eight or three and nine, whatever that record may be. You're under five hundred, way under five hundred. What is wrong with me? What can I coach better? What can I do better to get this team afloat? I am tired of more victories. I want to win. That's why when players, when that's why when players. Uh, when that's when when Cowboys fans say we're going to the Super Bowl after this game, we should have beat the Titans by thirty points, even though they were playing their they were playing their second team. And first of all, the Titans weren't a joke. Now, do you think those players looked themselves in the mirror after that loss to Jacksonville and say, you know what, there's something wrong with me? Yes, as fan, Cowboys fans, we gotta accept it, bro. Like when, when you're having a bad day, when you when you call someone out, it hurts their feelings. Do you look? Do you ever look in the mirror and say, "Something's wrong with me"? 
I do all the time. I look in the mirror and say, what can I do better? What can I do with my physique? What can I do when I say these things? All the time. That's what I want these women to do. And I support the team. I love the team to death. But I can't, I can't, I can't accept these results if you're not giving me anything back. That's why Coach Prime always says invest. You got to get something back. That's why he invests in that program because he knows he got something back. He got wins back and and parents to the championship game, even though they lost, but you got to invest to get something back. That's the word of 2023. Invest. Now, let's talk about the basketball team. The men's basketball team. Which, boosters, you should devote more time on the basketball team than the football team. Because you know why? Because the basketball team is going somewhere. The basketball team every year is going somewhere. They're going to win games. They're going to win 10-plus games at this time. They're 11-3 and right now. They lost to the Florida Knights, which I don't understand why they lost. But then again, it's poor shooting on both sides. But they lost the game to Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic, but they beat FIU. Now, granted, now this is where the basketball, the basketball team, we need games like this to understand why, why, why we're so inconsistent. And I'm talking about men's basketball. Football, they're way inconsistent. Basketball, we're inconsistent for one game, then we come back, we bounce back, and we get a 15 point victory. Um, we don't have enough scorers on the team. We don't have enough playmakers on the team. Our offense is going to be, is going to be half court offense. Our defense is going to be smothering, which is good. Um, but, but offensively, we can't push the pace. We can't get these teams out of position. And that comes with the mindset. We're always going to run a half court offense. We're always, we're always. Always, it, it wins. Sometimes it wins games. Sometimes it doesn't. But that's how Coach McCaslin is going to do. Which I'm trying to get on this show, by the way. So, so we just got to accept it. Like I said last last week, I said this is going to be a half court offense. Okay, that's what it is. They're not exciting, but it is what it is. So exciting to the players, but it, it's not exciting to me. I don't. It they don't care what I think. They care what. They can play through. Now, I want to talk about uh, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. The Mavericks are on a seven-game winning streak. Uh, Luka, during that seven-game winning streak, he's averaged four to five points a game. And these 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 players, man, they don't know how to defend Luka. If I get on that court, I know how to defend Luka. You laugh, but it's true. And so... (laughs) With that being said, um, I said, this is how you defend Luca, okay? You have to face him up. You cannot double T him. If you try to double T him, you got shooters like, uh, Dead Willie. You got another shooter in Reggie Bullock when he gets his act together. You got another shooter in Hardaway. You definitely got another shooter in Christian Wood. This Mavericks offense is one dimensional. Don't get it twisted by those guys that I mentioned. They're one-dimensional because of Luca. Luca's carrying the team on his back. He's carrying heavy. He's carrying them to the top. He's putting on his backpack, was filled with heavy rocks. He's carrying them to to Mount Everest. Oh, that's good. I love that. And so, 
<laughs> so with that being said, um, you have to face him up and get through the screen, get through Powell's screen, get through uh, Christian Wood is not going to set a screen. You know damn well he's not going to set a screen. Because he, he set, he sets the most awkward screens in the league. This guy, this guy was, says the screen like, 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 I, I can't even tell you. But he is a, he is a decent NBA player. But you have to face him up. You have to, you have to pressure him. You pressure him, you get him frustrated. He's complaining to the officials for a foul. He gets teed up or better yet, ejected. Now, granted, you don't want to see, on the Maverick side, you don't want to see him ejected. You have to get him, you have to carry him away from the officials. He loves talking to the officials. Any official, anybody that's wearing a striped gray shirt is an official. It could be somebody on, on the stands he's talking to. It could be, it could be talking to Tony Brothers, who is the worst official in the league. You talk to Rodney, Rodney Mott. He's another official that he's the worst in the league. Heck, you can talk to, uh, 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 uh Scott Foster, who is the, who is, who is the enemy of the league? Officiating. Now, all of those officials I mentioned, you don't know them. Well, society does not know them. But Luca does. Luca says, you know what? I'm going to go inside and flop and just, and just, and just flop something up and, and cause a foul. But they don't call it. You have to pressure him. If you pressure him, then he doesn't get, he doesn't score 30 points on you. Only time he scores thirty points, he gets to the free throw line. That's it. That's it. He's not scoring from the three point arc. His three point percentage is off. But if you allow him to get, if you allow him to work his dial, then he, he's going to get his shot off. That's how you defend him. You pressure him. He doesn't get his points like he is right now. He's a great player, but in order to stop that, you have to. Pressure him. Period. That's why I get so mad because I'm like the Spurs. They said we're going we're going to keep him under fifty. He scored fifty one on y'all. So what does that tell you? Stop jacking around and pressure him. We have nothing on the Spurs. Nothing. Please God, give us something. Give us a player that changes this franchise. Give us a player. That says, you know what? In the fourth quarter, I'm going to lead us. Give us a player that Pop can respect. Don't give us players like Sohan who can't guard a lick. Don't give us players that uh, Devin Vassell can't guard a lick. Can't even can't even stay on the court. Don't give us players. Get, don't get. Don't give us players like Yakim Hurdle that gets dunked on every game. Every game he's getting dunked on. Like, dude, you are a human. Stop getting dunked on. Stop getting bullied. Don't give us players like Zach Collins, who who is just a softy. Like, dude, how are you going to flay your arms in the air looking looking for a foul? Like, dude, dude come on, man. Stop messing around. Defend. Get up, get up. Guys, get in the weight room. Stop getting dunked on. That's how you prevent from getting dunked on. You work on the upper body, right? 
You work on the upper body. And then, and then, so that when players, you know, weak, weak players like, uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, those small players want to dunk on you. They can't. They will hurt themselves. Come on, man. You have to pressure Luca. You can't let him go off. Stop switching. Sohan, stop changing your hair. You change your hair every day. You're not Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, Rodman was garbage. He's a good rebounder, by the way. But you're not Dennis Rodman. The only reason why people are calling you Dennis Rodman because of your hair color change. Stop changing your hair color. Be a man and defend Luca. Don't let him go off for 51 points. I bet he had 30. Devin Snell, stop sitting out every game. If you're hurt, then just say, you know what, I'm hurt. I'll be out for two weeks. You're not entitled. We are losing games because of inconsistency. We have nothing. Kelly, look, look, if I'm Kelvin Johnson, look what I have to work with. Look what I have to work with. I got to work with a guy who gets dunked on. I got to work with a guy who, 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 who doesn't even, who doesn't even want to play basketball, but wants to shoot from the outside. And I'm talking about you, Zach Collins. I'm talking about you. You don't want to bully in the paint. How are you going 6'11 and don't want to play, play in the paint? You're 6'11 and you're playing like garbage, Zach Collins. And they say that he's the next, he's the next superstar. They said that in college. But Zach Collins ain't no superstar. Zach Collins just taking up a roster. Yalcom, dude, I don't know why teams would want to trade for him. What are you going to get from him? Are you going to get the games that he's going to score six points and get eight rebounds? Or are you going to get the games that he, he sometimes he scores 30 and gets 15 rebounds? I want the guy that has 30 points and 15 rebounds, a 20-10 player. We, I want that. And I also want him to stop getting dunked on. <laughs> Can we please stop getting dunked on? <laughs> so with that being said, that's how you defend Luca. Now I do want to I do want to give another clap to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he's not the same as Thank you. <laughs> you, you know I'm not his senior or his coach. Thank you. <laughs> but, but guys, I've spoke so much, and this was a, a show where we care about humanity. We care about humanity. We also care about the players too. So, um, with that being said. I just wanted to hear this and say, you know, you know, we love you guys. Now, Yalcom, I do this out of love, okay? Nobody else loves you out there but me myself, okay? I don't, I like, dude, I, I just want you to just stop getting dunked on, period. I want Zach Collins to stop being weak. Or else, better yet, Zach Collins would go get so I want Jeremy Sohan to stop changing his hair color every game. Dude, you are nothing. You are nothing outside of San Antonio. What? What? They will. They will remember you by the guy that changes hair every game for show. Stop being for show. Be a basketball man. Give us something. 
Stop changing your haircut every game, please. It's so annoying. You have done nothing. Dev himself, get, get, get back on the court soon. This season's lost. It's lost! On the Spurs side. But the Mavericks keep moving on. All right, guys, that is our show for today. We didn't really get into Cowboys coverage um, because, you know, <clears throat> the situation happened last night. But hopefully we'll talk about it next week. Now, the Cowboys got to win. The 49ers got to lose. And the Phillies got to lose to get the number one seed. That's number one. We win. Okay, we, we win. Okay, we win. I'm sorry. If we lose, Philly, you know, obviously they, they get the one seed. We play Tampa, Tampa Bay. Or better yet, we might play Green, Green Bay. Who knows? Me personally, I want Tampa Bay. I want Tampa Bay. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Because he will torch us. Damn, you have to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I thought he I thought he was done and over with. Let him go Joe's offseason, but yet he's lurking again. But that's it for our show, guys. We'll talk about more Cowboys next week and see where they're going to be in the postseason. But I do appreciate you guys. There's going to be more content in 2023. Uh, stay tuned and um, subscribe and tell your friends, your family. And um, we're all humans here, guys. Take care and see y'all next week.